0: Have you ever been so worried about a symptom in your kid that you rushed off to the emergency room or your doctor's office only to find out that the thing you're worried about is like completely normal for a kid? You're not alone. When I was in medical school, I called my pediatrician at 10 o'clock one night because my daughter broke out in hives and I was like sure that she had anaphylaxis or some horrible allergic reaction only for him to explain to me that kids often have hives when they're fighting off a virus and it's nothing to worry about. I've known that fear that your child might be going into anaphylaxis and you're just waiting for them to have their lips swell or have trouble breathing. At this point, I've seen hives in kids so many times, I can reassure myself and my patients that it's no big deal. Babies can have true emergencies, but a surprising number of scary-looking symptoms in babies only seem dangerous. Symptoms that indicate a serious medical condition in an adult, like high fevers or shaking uncontrollably, can be completely normal in a kid. And it's because babies' physical immaturity, their rapidly changing hormones, these things make their bodies react in ways that you would never see in an older child or an adult. Their bodies are changing so quickly. Their metabolism, the proportion of their bodies, even the structure of their nervous system is totally different than in a grown human. I'm gonna tell you a few of the stories of the most interesting cases of scary, but normal symptoms that I've seen in kids. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. I've got so many good stories of really bizarre symptoms that happen only in kids and all of them are completely normal. If any of these happened in an adult, it would mean something very seriously wrong, but kids are different, and you're gonna learn why they're so different. In this episode, I'm gonna share stories about all the weird colors that kids can produce that freak us out, and I'm starting with yellow. Most people are familiar with jaundice in a baby. Their skin has a yellow color because they have too much bilirubin in their blood. Bilirubin comes from breaking down red blood cells, and the liver gets rid of bilirubin, but it takes a few days for a baby's liver to start working. If the level gets too high, it can cause a neurologic problem. But once the liver starts functioning, the jaundice will go away. And that usually happens in the first week. It's more complicated than that, of course, but for now you just need to know lots of babies have jaundice and lots of parents are rightly very worried about it. The patient I have to tell you about was 10 months old and started to turn yellow. It started on her nose Then the palms and soles of her feet started to look yellow, and that's when her parents worried that maybe her jaundice had come back. She had jaundice at birth, and the parents remembered they were told to go back to the doctor immediately if her skin ever became yellow again. They arrived in the emergency department around nine o'clock at night. Unlike patients that I've seen with jaundice, her eyes weren't yellow. So jaundice always starts at the head and moves down the body. So you're always going to see yellow in the eyes before you see it anywhere else. And her skin was more of an orange color than a yellow. So as soon as I saw this kid, I knew what she had. It's not jaundice. It's called keratinemia, which means carotene in the blood. I don't see this condition as often as you might expect once you hear what causes it. It's common in kiddos who eat a lot of vegetables that are rich in beta carotene. So for example, a lot of squash, carrots, sweet potatoes, those all have a lot of the orange pigment carotene in them. Babies naturally prefer the sweet taste of carotene-rich foods like sweet potatoes and carrots. And many foods that aren't orange actually are surprisingly high in beta carotene. For example, you can't see the orange carotene pigment in green vegetables like spinach, asparagus, and broccoli because that really strong chlorophyll pigment covers up the paler orange molecules that are in those plants. I eat a lot of veggies and my skin does not turn orange. The big difference between babies and adults is that they get more carotene because their food is cooked so much. When vegetables are pureed and they're mashed to make baby food, that process breaks down the plant fibers that our teeth aren't able to. So this processing makes more carotene available to be absorbed by the baby's intestines. There is one teenager I've seen with this condition, and she had anorexia. She was almost exclusively eating carrots and drinking juices. Like the teenager, when a baby has eaten a lot of carotene, The extra is released with your sweat, and the skin absorbs some of this pigment. So that's why the first place you will see the orange color is where the baby has the most sweat glands. So first in the tip of the nose, then the palms and soles of the feet. The color is going to be more pronounced under artificial light, so you may not see it at home, but your pediatrician may point it out in their fluorescent lit exam room. Now the important point. When should you worry about this? Honestly, never, 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 never. Again, this condition is seen only in babies and it's nothing to worry about. As your baby's diet changes, the orange color is gonna fade away. This is a sign though that your child might need to eat more variety. So I would try adding things like nut butters, peanut butter, almond butter, meats, eggs, yogurt, things like that. The next mysterious symptom that turns out to be totally normal is a story about turning blue. Most humans know that blue lips mean a person is not getting enough oxygen, and that is a terrifying situation. Again, it was around nine o'clock at night when parents of a three week old baby brought in their child because he was blue around the mouth. They told me he turned blue every time mom fed him, but she wasn't that concerned about it until dad came home from work and mom told him about the blue color and they both became very worried and came to the emergency department. I examined the baby and he looked completely normal he was even breathing quietly which honestly is extremely rare for a baby that age they're so loud so my diagnostic investigating led me to ask the mom to feed the baby so that maybe I could see the blue around the mouth mom took out her nipple shield which is a plastic nipple that moms wear to help the baby latch better in their early weeks she fed the baby for a few minutes and the blue color did appear so I examined him again One really important clue to this diagnosis is that the lips themselves stayed pink. The blue color was only around his mouth. Blue lips are called cyanosis and they do indicate low oxygen, but this was not cyanosis. I think what was going on is that the nipple shield pushed on the baby's skin around his mouth and that in combination with his light skin color unmasked a really interesting phenomenon in babies. What happens is that the area around a baby's mouth just absolutely floods with blood and the blood vessels dilate and open up when a baby is feeding. So if their skin is really thin, you can see the blood vessels more easily, and the vessels look blue when they're seen through the skin. When should you worry about a blue color change? Your worry is really, really warranted if the lips themselves are blue. So the first thing you wanna do is warm up the baby, but only give it a few minutes. So if you wrap the baby up tightly and make sure he's getting nice and warm, if his lips are still blue, then you have a real emergency. If a baby's face turns purple, you don't need to worry at all. This happens all the time when a baby is like pushing really hard to poop or if they're gagging on food. Never worry about the face turning purple. Only worry if their lips are blue. Speaking of poop, I've seen countless babies in the emergency department because they couldn't poop. But this episode is about color, so I'm going to tell you the story of a baby with fluorescent green poop. This sweet four-month-old little girl had normal yellow baby poop ever since she was just a few days old. On the day her parents brought her to the emergency department, she had been a little bit more fussy than usual, and they came in because her last three diapers were frothy and green. The parents were worried that she had a stomach infection and they were really worried about this because their cousins were visiting out of town. They were like, did the cousins bring a virus from preschool? Their imagination was just running wild. All day long, the two-year-old and four-year-old cousins had been playing in the house while mom was breastfeeding. The only other thing that the mom noticed was that the baby was feeding a lot more often and she seemed to be really distracted when come off the breast often to watch the little kids playing. Normally, she fed every three hours, but today she was feeding more like every hour and a half. Of course, the parents brought in a diaper for me to look at. I swear, I think I look at baby poop samples at least twice every day, and it gives me a great clue about what's going on when parents have confusion about a strange poop color. This mom was breastfeeding, and that is the most important clue. What's going on here? For the first few minutes of a feed babies get very watery for milk. And then toward the end of the feed, the breast milk changes and it has a lot more fat in it and we call it hind milk. The watery milk moves through the intestines really fast compared to the higher fat hind milk, which moves a lot more slowly. So whether you know this or not, bright green bile is released from the gallbladder high up in the intestines, close to where the stomach is, and normally that moves really slowly, which gives time for the bile pigments to be oxidized. And that changes them to a normal poop color. But if a child has a lot of milk, it's very watery and sugary, and their stool is going to move very quickly through their intestines, the bile salts will stay bright green and won't have time to oxidize. And you'll end up with a very frothy, bright green stool. When should you worry about the color of poop? Well, you definitely want to worry if there's blood or mucus in the stool because that can mean that a child is intolerant to the protein in milk. That's not lactose intolerance. Lactose is the sugar in milk. We're talking about a protein intolerance. So you don't want to have blood or mucus. But in terms of color, everyone knows I say this all the time all the fall colors are fine. Any color that you would see on a fall leaf, like red, orange, brown, green, even some of those rusty reds, those are all fine colors for poop. What you don't want to see is black, white, and bright red. It's like those bad jokes. What's black and white and red all over? It's a terrible joke. Also a terrible poop color. I've covered blue, yellow, and green. And there are so many other stories that I want to share But this is one of my favorite weird baby things that are completely normal. And it starts with white. The parents of a six week old baby came to the emergency department after their baby woke up one morning with a warm lump in his chest, right under his right nipple. When the dad gently squeezed, a white milky substance came out. So obviously they were terrified that this kiddo had an infection and they went straight to the walk-in hours at their doctor's office. The doctor they saw was also really concerned about the redness and the white fluid that was draining and sent the family to the emergency room. I saw him in the emergency department and as I was examining the baby, I very gently examined the chest lump and breast milk squirted across the table and hit the father in the face. I'm not making this up. The father was quite surprised. Again, this is nothing to worry about, but it's really weird. At least 50% of both normal newborn boys and newborn girls have some amount of breast enlargement and it can be seen on just one side. About 5% of babies will produce a milk-like substance and it's called witch's milk. This happens because babies are absolutely bathed in mom's hormones. After a baby is born, they have a level of estrogen in their body that very rapidly falls after birth. And when estrogen falls, This signals a milk-producing hormone called prolactin, you know, prolactin for lactation. And that temporarily increases and causes breast enlargement. And that's exactly what happened in this case. And it explains why the lump enlarged so rapidly. This kid had a very rapid decrease in his estrogen, which signaled prolactin to increase and that caused the breast enlargement. This usually goes away in the first month, but it can last for up to three months or longer. What's even stranger is that when the maternal hormones in the baby drop, baby girls actually have a little baby period, which can be very alarming. To me, I get really excited and I'm really reassured because if a baby has a little bit of bleeding, it means they have a normal uterus. And that's one less thing that I need to worry about. When should you worry? If the breast appears red or seems tender, or if the baby has a fever, you need to go straight to your pediatrician because there could be an infection. Also, while breast tissue is extremely common in newborns in both boys and girls, and during puberty, it shouldn't be seen at any other time during development because this can indicate a hormone problem. It's okay to have some breast changes after about age nine in both boys and girls, but anything younger than that is worrisome. As this last story shows, you should never be embarrassed about having a concern because obviously even physicians can be fooled. These weird things that we see in babies are scary because they mimic things that we know are dangerous or worrisome. I mean, baby poop looks like an intestinal infection even when it's normal. And the way babies move honestly look like seizures. This episode has only scratched the surface of the weird things that babies do that are a normal part of development. Kids aren't like adults, Their body ratios are different. I mean, a baby can't even reach the top of their own head. I mean, go find a baby and see if they can do it. They spit up all the time, and many babies don't seem to even care. Can you imagine if your friends or your spouse regularly spit up after they ate? It's impossible for parents to know what's normal in these little creatures, and that's why pediatrics is a specialty. So it's fine to worry. Feel free to turn to your pediatrician as your best resource to answer your questions about your kid's health to educate you about their care and to provide reassurance about those worries. Please send me your stories about symptoms that scared you but were totally normal and I'll tell you why they happen. For more from The Pediatrician Next Door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the Pediatrician Next Door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.